Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got an absolutely tremendous hour for you as we're going to be taking a look at a little college basketball to lead things off, and then from there, we're going to be taking a look at just what we're going to be getting in terms of the NFL divisional round as it is going to be a very, very good week of football. Sean Green, who does great work over there at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, he's going to be joining me. In about 15 minutes, we're going to be taking a look at that. We'll see if he's got anything in terms of the NBA as well, because a little bit tough to be taking a look at the NBA overnight. But that said, Tom Cunningham did a good job lending a nice little tip in our number two that if you missed it, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of that. And vcin.com slash fix says he gave out a few of those as well. Those are, those are going to be up on the website. So we've got you guys covered there and, We've got you guys covered with what is going to be a solid night of college basketball on Wednesday. It's a good card. We've already taken a look at a lot of power conference teams. How about if we give the mid-majors a little bit of love? And how about if we take a look at this game involving one of the slower teams that we're going to find in all of college basketball? But perhaps as it went a little bit too low, we shall see in terms of the total 697-698. On the betting board, it is Missouri State. They're going to be on the road playing against Drake. Drake, no, not the rapper, is a 7.5 to 8-point favorite. And your total on this game is 127.5. And, and with Missouri State, very intriguing bunch. They're in the bottom 25 in all of college basketball in terms of total possessions per game. 
They do a nice job of being able to get their tempo in a lot of games, but I do think that this is a total that's went a tad bit too low. This opener was at 129, and 129 is what I made the total as well. As well. So now being able to get a little bit of a discount, I am going to be taking a look at this total over because you do have a Drake team that has been one of the more efficient offenses in all of college basketball. Drake, a team that they themselves not looking to crank up the tempo. They're right around 230th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Missouri State, they are 352nd, but it's a Drake team that they do a good job of just being able to find ways to score with Tucker DeVries being one of the more gifted players in all of college basketball. He's a little bit of a combo player that has been able to give this Drake team right around 18 points, ships in their five rebounds, shoots in the high 30s from three-point range. So absolutely love what he's able to bring to the table. And it's a Drake team that they're very different at home as opposed to on the road. As a matter of fact, to the tune of 19.6 points per one earned possessions more is what they are scoring when they are at home rather than on the road. And for Drake, I will say this, they've been 5-12 and 12 against the spread thus far this season. It's been relatively grody there, but I'm going to be willing to trust in them up to 7.5. 7.5 like we're seeing right now, that is a maximum buy point because I do have my concerns with Missouri State at the free throw line, them being able to hold in a rather tight game with that regard because Missouri State, 61.5% is what they are shooting at the free throw line. That is a bottom 15 mark in all of college basketball. They do have Chance Moore. He's been really the headline scorer for the team, 12.5 points per game. Typically comes off the bench for the team, but I do fear that they're going to have a little bit of a tough time down low. Dallin Reginald has been able to give this Missouri State team right around six rebounds per game, but he doesn't match up well with Darnell Brody. Brody, seven and a half points, seven and a half rebounds per game for the Drake bunch and for Drake as well. You've got to love what you're able to get out of Garrett Sturts. He's six foot three, but not afraid to get his nose dirty. He gives you a right around nine points. Shoots 46% from three with six and a half rebounds per game. Very good, unique skill set out of him. Could use a little bit more out of Sadar Kowloon, the transfer from Texas Tech along Florida State. So I've been able to give you eight and a half points per game, shooting 36.5% from three. But we've been seeing this Drake team ascend quite a bit. And I will say recently, they have been able to do a good job of being able to tighten up the screws a little bit more on defense as they have allowed 64 points or fewer. And now five out of their last six games. As a matter of fact, they're able to go seven out of their last eight. But this is also a Drake team that is coming into their own with their offense, 75 plus points each out of the last three contests. And it's a Missouri State team that they themselves may be able to find a little bit more flow on offense. So I do think that that is going to be beneficial in this spot. Doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot, but maybe they'll score at least 64 points. And now I believe five out of their last eight games, last time these two teams played, it was a slog. Missouri State won that game outright by kind of 52 to 49 on a day where they went and shot 40% from the floor. Drake, they had their opportunities. They went 20 of 57 from the field. The game was marred by quite a few turnovers, 15 on the part of Missouri State. And both teams won a combined 8 of 17 from the free throw line. I don't think that either team is going to be shooting like 90% at the free throw line. But even with Missouri State in this game, I think that that is a low free throw shooting percentage. We should see it go northward in this spot. And I do think that this is going to be a game where you're going to have that late game falling because I do think that you're going to be finding that differential between like six and nine points with a minute remaining. And we know what that means. Lots of marches to the free throw line, lots of free throw attempts. So I do like this total over, despite the fact that we got a Missouri State team that is relatively low and slow. And for Drake, willing to lay up to seven and a half with them, seven and a half, the max I'm willing to go with. This is a team that ranks dead last in the country in terms of cover rate. And you know what? It's pretty ugly, but 
I'm going to jump aboard the train to be able to get them to the window. 699-700 on the betting board. SMU, they are on the road. They're facing up against Tulsa. Tulsa is a home underdog of three to three and a half points. And your total on this game is anywhere between 146 and 146F. This is a rematch of a game that we saw a few days ago. And in that first game that we saw between these two, SMU completely rolled. They won by 20-plus points. They just completely buried Tulsa. And Tulsa has been having a rough go of it on defense thus far this season. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, a blessed savory 289th ranking for them. But they have been a little bit better at home than they have been on the road, giving up 7.1 points per 100 possessions fewer when they have been in their friendly confines. And you got an SMU team that they have been all over the place with their defense as well. This is an SMU bunch that they rank right around 200th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And for SMU, you got Zach Natal along with Zurich Phelps. They've been able to combine for about 31.5 points per game, but both of these guys shoot right around 31.5% from three SMU as a whole. They're shooting in that neighborhood about 32% from three-point range. And I do think that Bryant Selbongay, who's been in there for Tulsa down low, is going to be able to win the battle down low. Eight and a half rebounds per game. On the flip side, you do have F.A. Obadiji along Samuel Williamson. They're able to combine for about 15 rebounds for SMU. But SMU doesn't really get a lot outside their starting five. And what I noticed in Tulsa's last game against SMU is that they just weren't able to get a lot of production from guys really outside of their main starters. And I do think that they are going to be seeing a little bit more from someone like a Tim Dolger, who in that last game had 2.2 rebounds overall for the season. He's registering about 7.5 points, 4.5 boards, not like any sort of a great three-point shooter, but it's someone that's able to give you a little bit of production on that front. Meanwhile, you've got an SMU team that you do have also with this team. Just your issues with them being able to guard the three-point arc at Sam Griffin, for the Salsa team has been able to chip in there 15 points per game. He's really been their most trustworthy three-point shooter. I think that he's going to be able to carve them up in this spot. And I do think that things are going to be a little bit lower scoring than we saw the first time around now with Tulsa. Defense has been leaving, as a matter of fact, a lot to be desired as they have given up at least 73 points. And now each other last six games with the 73 coming against that Wichita State team that it's called what it is. They are not necessarily up-tempo to say the least, but... It's also an SMU team that they've had a tough time with their offense. It's not like you've got some SMU team that has won out there and has won a whole bunch of games. They've been looking a little bit more respectable recently, but ever since they came back from Hawaii in the Diamond Egg Classic, the lone win that they got was that win that I was alluding to against Tulsa. And ever since then, they have scored 53 points or fewer in four out of their or three out of their last four games. And the defense. It has been a sieve as they have given up at least 85 points in three of their last four games. So a situation of something's got to give. I do think that you find a temp total that is in the middle. Both of these teams struggling on defense. Both of these teams struggling on offense. I think that we get pretty much a little bit of an inverse from what we saw the first time around with this total. I set it at a 143. I'm on to dive under. I do think that Tulsa is going to be able to get their revenge. I like them outright on the money line, which will give them their third cover of the year. That would mean that every team in college basketball would officially finally have reached three covers as Tulsa, as a matter of fact, going into the weekend, they had one cover while everyone else in college basketball had three. I do think that there's going to be some positive progression for them. I think that starts right here, taking them on the money line, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. But taking a look at a lot of East Coast games, how about if we take a look at some of the games that are going to be happening a little bit later on on the card as we have 
spotted a team that is a home underdog that I really can't get behind. 715, 716 on the board. It is Cal, and the Cal Golden Bears are going to be playing us at Oregon. Oregon is between a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite, and your total on this game is aimed between 131.5 and 132.5. With Oregon, I set them as an 8.5 point favorite. With Oregon, they've been playing in a slow controlled style all season long, about 250th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Meanwhile, you've got a Cal bunch that they are also in the bottom 100 in terms of total possessions per game, so I do think that this is a total that's a little bit too high, but what has been interesting for Cal is that Devin Askew, their top scorer overall for the season, has been out of the fold, and since he's been out, the offense has honestly been better. They've exceeded 70 points in three out of their last four games, so they've actually been able to do a little bit of a better job in this spot with Dewan Clayton coming back from injury, and with Clayton, he is in his seventh year of college basketball. He is the Van Wilder of college basketball, and he's been able to give you about 12 points per game. He's shooting over 40% from three. This is the exact opposite of what we typically expect from Dewan Clayton. He does a good job of doling out the ball for his career, giving out right around four assists per game, but the last time he shot north of 30% from three-point range, you have to go back five years ago. Yeah, that is not, in my opinion, something that changes overnight. Lars Simon for this Cal team is able to give you 11.5 points, 6.5 rebounds per game. But that said, I do think that you're going to have a Oregon team with Mfali Dante giving you 8 rebounds per game, being able to dominate this spot. You've got Khalil Ware, who does a solid job on the boards as well. I think that you're going to see a low-tempo, low-scoring game. Semi-total, 127.5, diving under with Oregon. They've had their warts, but being able to get Jermaine Kuznar back to the fold should give them the advantage that they need, willing to lay the points. And coming up next, we're taking a look at the NFL's divisional round of the playoffs with our good friend Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. On the flip side, on the Greg Peterson Experience, I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. 
Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So that way, you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is great to be joined by our guest. Sean Green does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we can tell if you're watching on VSIN.com, YouTube TV, what have you, where his allegiances are. He's wearing the Philadelphia Eagles hat. I absolutely love it. And Sean, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Well, it's great. Uh, great to be on the program as always. Uh, hoops, love calling into the show. And you made the right choice as far as uh, picking between having me or my co-host, the Giants <laughs> fan on. You did the right thing. Go Birds. Absolutely. We gave the Giants their love last week. This week, it is the Eagles and the Giants that are doing battles. So a divisional rivalry with a Number that we're currently seeing at seven and a half. Now, Sean, I am with you. I do think that the Eagles, they survive and advance to the NFC Championship game. I do feel like the seven and a half might be starting to get a little bit too lofty here. I do think that this is a game that it could land three or seven, most likely seven in my opinion, which means at the hook, it's got a lot of significance. What are you taking a look at in this game? Because Daniel Jones, he has made a lot of improvement from the beginning part of the season. And then on the flip side for the Eagles, the rest I thought was absolutely massive for them. 
Yeah, it was huge. And uh, a big part of the rest is not only getting a healthier Jalen Hurts. Everyone knows the, the shoulder injury he's dealing with, but two weeks to rest the shoulder. Uh, he's going to be good to go. But Lane Johnson is go good to go as well. Not having Lane Johnson, you want to look at splits. Look at Lane Johnson with and without. He did this sweet video, a la like a professional wrestling thing, announcing the MRI that was leaked. Was not his MRI? Whatever it is, he's good to go. I. Maybe the line's creeping a hair too high, but again, we did beat the Giants when both teams played all their starters, 48 to 22. And again, I use the term we, because I'm a part of the team. <laughs> the the bet that really jumps out at me, and uh, you may want to get it early because this thing always gets steamed late, is Boston Scott anytime touchdown. I'm seeing uh, plus 390 for that. Boston Scott has scored 16 touchdowns in his five-year career. Ten of them come against the New York Giants. And some of it is yeah, a couple times he filled in for the starters, but even in garbage time or whatever it is, him against these uh, New York Giants linebackers is always a favorable matchup for him. So Boston Scott's going to score a touchdown. I think if you like the Eagles, hang around, shop around. You might get those sevens at some point. I do think that that is something that is very important to take a look at because if you like the seven and a half like I do, you probably want to take it now because – yeah, you could get a, maybe a little bit more value with an eight or so, but what you lose by losing the hook, in my opinion, is far more significant than what you'd gain with an eight to an eight and a half. So I think that that's very important to take a look at. And when it comes to the other game that we're seeing on the NFC side of things, it is Cowboys versus 49ers. It is a 49ers team that's anywhere between a three and a half and a four point favor with your total between 46 and 46 and a half. And I know that you're out there in the great state of California. And this is such an intriguing matchup because with the Cowboys was very impressed by what I saw from them on Monday night. And maybe I was a little bit of prisoner in the moment myself because you take a little bit of a setback and you realize, oh, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team was not good at any point last season or was not good at any point. Well, now for them last season, but this season in general, but you do take a look at this Dallas Cowboys team and if they sort of have the same game plan that they had going into that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that there's good value on them because what has really been dooming them has been the turnovers. Zach Prescott looking to do a little bit too much. So if they go back to what they were running when it was Zach Prescott who just had come back and when they had Cooper Rush, I think that they've got a chance to be able to win this game outright. So in this spot, it's whether or not the Cowboys are going to be the worst enemy. Yeah, I'm 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 looking to fade the Cowboys. I think this three and a half is actually a decent number for the 49ers. One uh, situational spot. This is a very tough situation for this Cowboys team to the point that they were already complaining uh, to the league office. So they they played on Monday. Now you got to you know fly back from Florida, then fly out to uh, San Francisco. San Francisco is coming off. They're going to be on eight days rest versus uh, what uh, you know, what the Dallas Cowboys are dealing with. So I think that's a big difference right there. And the other thing I think we should keep an eye on is using the read option and um, some of the creative like option style stuff they do in the run game to neutralize uh, Micah Parsons. Now, you know, Parsons had a field day in that Tampa Bay game. Why? Because they couldn't scheme anything up. Uh, Tom Brady has no mobility in that pocket. But if you watch Kyle Shanahan, it's always boot option, uh, read option. He gets Brock Purdy on the move. Like he's done a great job putting Brock Purdy in a position to succeed. And I think you can throw downfield on this Cowboys team. I don't know why it took so long uh, for the, for the Tampa Bay bucks to get there, but you saw late, like Mike Evans was wide open, dropped that bomb. 
Uh, so I think there's going to be opportunities against that Tampa Bay defense or sorry, Dallas defense. I, I like fading the Cowboys straight off the situation spot, like the fly from Florida back to Dallas, back out to San Francisco and the two day rest disparity between them and the 49ers, I think is a real issue for him. Yeah, Ben, with Brock Purdy, he just continues to be so smart with this team. At some point, I do have a little bit of a fear that he's going to act up, maybe have a little bit of a rough game, but we have not seen it to this point with him, and he's got one of the best coaches in the NFL, Mr. Shannon, being able to help him out with that as well. And one of the better coach teams in the NFL, that'd be the Kansas City Chiefs. And despite that, they have not been able to cover these larger numbers. We're finding them as an 8.5-point favorite. Total on this game is 53. And the Chiefs got the one seed while going 6-10-1 against the spread, which shows you that they've been able to pull out a lot of games in which they're winning by three points or winning by seven points. And this has a feel of that right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars come in super-duper hot, and you were talking about a rest disparity. It's a Jaguars team that I feel like they get a little bit of a boost from the fact that they played on Saturday rather than a Sunday or a Monday. And with this Jags team, they showed that they are not going to die under any circumstance whatsoever. You get them down three scores, you know what? They are still going to be fighting for your money. I'm not sure where you're saying with this game, but I think that the Chiefs win. I think that they win by a touchdown, which is less than the eight-and-a-half-point spread, spread that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like the Jags and the points. I mean, when they played this game earlier on the season, Chiefs won by 10. But if you watch that game, uh, the Jags had a number of uh, missed opportunities, like pretty easy stuff, missed a couple of uh, field goals, and they very easily could have covered that spread. I think the spread was something similar in the eight to nine range. And I, I like some of the matchups. Like I think this Jacksonville team offensively to your point, like they're not going to quit. And even if they go down 27, nothing and Trevor Lawrence throws four uh, interceptions, they still seem to have some fight in them. And this chiefs team to your uh, all year, they're looking past teams all year. They're struggling to cover against big favorites. You know, they're already probably thinking about, Hey, are, is the AFC championship game going to be at a neutral site? There's a lot of things that can distract them. And while their offense is obviously really good, I think without Tyreek Hill, they they struggle blowing teams out. And I just don't think this is going to be a blowout. Feels like a one scored game, probably to your point, seven or eight. So if you get eight and a half, I, I like the Jags here. Yep, we're talking about this Chiefs versus Jaguars game, feeling like it's not going to be a blowout. This one doesn't feel like a blowout, and yet the line keeps getting inflated more and more. This is a line that opened up with the Bills being a four point favorite at home against the Bengals. And no question about it. You know that the folks over in Buffalo, it's going to be a big motivational spot. We were supposed to get this matchup a few weeks ago. That was the very unfortunate cancellation of that game. Yeah, just never want to see anything like that. Hopefully we never will once again. But that said, now we're getting this matchup now. And I take a look at the Bengals and I do think that they are at a little bit of a disadvantage with that offensive line having their woes and just being banged up in general. But being able to get five to five and a half with the Cincinnati Bengals to me just feels like a very advantageous spot. This feels like a field goal game to me. I don't know if you agree slash disagree, but I don't know why the money keeps coming in on the bills. Yeah, I, I was struggling to make sense of this as well. I think people just like that the bills are America's team and the momentum they've had and uh, you know, all the things that they're playing for. I, I think that's, what's drawing people to betting on the bills and maybe the, maybe the offensive line injury as well. But I mean, have you watched this Bengals team? They, they never care about having blockers. They never care about having an offensive lineman. They just let Joe Burrow get lit up. 
Joe Burrow still hangs in the pocket. He'll get sacked eight times and then still get this cover. I really like the uh, the Bengals pass catchers against his Bills defense. I mean, we saw Skylar Thompson. You look at the numbers and you think, ah, oh, he had a crappy game. You watch that game live. He was placing the ball pretty well, I thought, for the majority of the game. He had two deep shots to Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle should have had one of those. And I think those deep uh, those deep shots that Miami just missed. I think the Bengals are going to convert, and I think they're a live dog. Yep, I think that they're a very live dog as well. So clear where I stand I do like the points a lot this weekend in the NFL and well the NBA likes seeing all the points that they're seeing right now as Sean Green was actually at the 76ers versus Clippers game that just wrapped up a few hours ago so we're going to be talking a little NBA with Sean get his thoughts on both of those teams as well on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson Experience I'm Beeson the Sports Bank Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, then the VSN experts have you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSN shows and guests, tools like betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game, deep dive betting reports, plus VSN betting guides for the biggest games of the season to know where the experts breakdowns are and where they've got their best bets, all the big game props, and they've also got bracket breakdowns when it comes to college basketball as well. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Sean Green. Does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Sean, you're fresh off of taking a look at the 76ers and the Clippers, a game in which the 76ers got a road win 120 to 110, which somewhat of a rarity this year in the NBA. We have not been seeing a lot of road teams being able to get wins, being able to get covers, but take me through just what you saw from the Clippers because you got a very rare sighting. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the same game, so it's as if you hit the lottery with both of those guys playing in the same game. Yeah, I mean, as a Clippers fan, I would be outraged. But as someone that got really good uh, tickets to the game because no one's buying tickets to the game Mm -hmm. because no one knows who's going to play, I was thrilled. I got really great seats uh, to see the Sixers win and play a really good game. Uh, Embiid lit it up, and he probably could have had 50 points. He missed, like, a couple of easy ones. And really with the Sixers team, uh, what I've seen is that Harden has really found his role as a facilitator. I think he only had like four, maybe six points, but uh, he did a great job of moving the ball, getting it to Embiid, getting it to Maxi. I thought they spread the ball really well and, and played some tough defense when they needed to. So getting a win on the road like that against a Clippers team that was at full strength with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I, I think was a pretty big accomplishment. And on the other side, like the Clippers have a, a, a ton of talent. They really do. And I, I don't think Ty Lue, I think Ty Lue is a better coach than we originally may have thought, but I think if this team is going to make a run, they need some chemistry and you see it out there. Like Kawhi Leonard is such a good one-on-one player. It's easy to just bring him in and kind of, Hey, just give it to Kawhi. We'll be all right. But I think if they really want to take that next level to make a run here in the West, 
they're going to need some chemistry. They're going to need him setting up some other guys, him and, you know, chemistry between him and Paul George. And they're just not there yet. No, they are not. And just in terms of the landscape of the Eastern conference, that's, I know that you were there, even though you're based out there in the state of California, there to watch the 76ers a little bit more so than anyone else. How do you view the East right now? Because obviously the team to beat for much of the season has been the Boston Celtics, been very intrigued by the Milwaukee Bucks, but after a really slow start to the year, the 76ers seem to be coming into their own, and I'm so glad that you mentioned that with James Harden because when the 76ers were able to have success last year, it was more or less when James Harden took a little bit of a backseat, still scoring a little bit. You don't want him to score zero points and do a good old Ben Simmons where he's not taking any outside shots at all. I'm sure that you would agree with me there, but at the same time, a little bit of a backup role, being able to get the ball to guys like Maxie and company, I think really serves this 76ers team well. And if they continue to do this, I think that lends a little bit of value on them, both from a game-to-game perspective and in the futures market. Yeah, I mean, we were having a great Sixers conversation. Then you had to mention Ben Simmons, uh, Hoops. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, but I think you made a made a very uh, a good point there in that Ben Simmons never really figured out his role and James Harden has like James Harden shouldn't be the second scorer on this team. And it seems like Harden has figured out and it seems like the, the 76ers have figured that out. So I think they're in a, in a really great spot and the, the, the East it right now, it just goes through Boston. I thought, I thought they might've, you know, with their whole, not having their coach uh, to start up the season. I thought that would be uh, something that would hurt them as a Sixers fan. I was kind of licking my chops and go, oh, okay. Uh, Celtics, they're not going to be able to run the table with a new head coach and with all the drama surrounding it, but they really have been. And I think the plan for the Sixers is try and get, you know, lock on to one of those top four seeds. It's a very tight East right now. Um, you know, if you can get a top three seed, that's good. And then just kind of hang on and, and hope you match up well against the Celtics and hope that, um, you know, you can, you can steal a couple in Boston when you play them. Cause I do think they match up pretty well. Uh, with with the rest of the teams in the East, but again, Milwaukee has been up and down. Um, they're trying to you know put other guys around Giannis, so it's really really wide open in the East. But I think the Sixers are definitely in that mix. I do think so as well. And just in terms of betting NBA futures in general, how much would you recommend actually firing in right now as opposed to say waiting just until the playoffs? Because right now we're seeing it with the Brooklyn Nets. They have been dealing with the injury to Kevin Durant and. They just lost to the San Antonio Spurs on Tuesday, who have been, in my opinion, the only team that has been successfully tanking this year. You've got Mr. Wambanyama out there, and the only team that's able to successfully tank right now is the San Antonio Spurs, who spent like 500 million billion years consecutively winning 50-plus games, which to me is just absolutely mind-numbing. But I do take a look at this landscape in the NBA, and it feels like the injuries just affect these teams in in terms of any league more so than any other league. And I do think that that's so important to take a look at because if you fire on say like the Milwaukee bucks right now, and they don't have Chris Middleton again, much like last season, that could really cost you your futures bet because if they had Chris Middleton last year, I think they probably get by the Boston Celtics and vice versa. So you're sort of banking on health right now at this point. And I don't think that that's a gamble that you want to take because it's unhandy capable for lack of a better term. <laughs> I I do like that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna use that term. I I to, to my to your point. I think with the um, with the East and just in general with some of these NBA futures, 
Uh, if you're looking to, to the favorites, I don't know if you're really getting much out of it. Cause you look at the price for the Celtics. Is it really going to change that much between now and when the playoffs start? And really all you're doing is exposing yourself to some liability of a potential injury or sort of disaster situation. So I, I don't like any of the favorites. Um, I would definitely stay away from the nets at that price because the value in the nets was, or, you know, in the off season when Kevin Durant claimed he was leaving and you could still get like nets 40 to one 50 to one. Cause they had just basically assumed, Hey, he's going to be gone. He's going to get his way. But now I want to see if I'm betting a nets future, I want to see how he is back after that injury. I'm not betting on him um, without seeing him on, you know, after that injury, the, the teams that would be interesting as far as like a futures market, maybe take a sprinkle on some of those long shots. Cause obviously if, a team like the Miami heat um, start getting it together. They've, they've had a ton of crazy chemistry and coaching issues. Uh, they're certainly a team that's always in the mix for the trade deadline. Um, so guys like that, I think are kind of interesting, but yeah, I mean, even the Sixers maybe at that price uh, to win the East. I, I think that's probably where you start um, maybe considering it because you're getting a little bit of, uh, you know, inflated price there, but bucks and nets, especially with those injuries. Um, I don't think it's worth taking it. And the Celtics are such a big favorite. just wait till the playoffs start. You're going to get a similar price. I think that that's such good advice. And I'm right there with you because if you do like a team, that's a little bit further down the board and you're getting North of 20 to one to win the title. Yeah. That might not be there when it comes to the start of the playoffs, but I still go back to the Brooklyn nets from two years ago. They opened up the year at like three to one and you never really got a worse price as the season went along. There was no value in taking it earlier. Might as well be able to gather more information, know a little bit more about the health of the team going in rather than take it super duper early where you're going to be able to get a relatively similar price down the line. So I am right there with you and it does sort of go into game to game betting as well because when you take a look at a lot of these games overnight, it is a little bit difficult because we've got so many guys are out of the fold due to load management, things of that nature. But is there anything that you might be looking at for the NBA card for Wednesday, whether it be something that you might fire on overnight or you just want to see how the line moves and perhaps it'll be a play in the AM? Yeah, uh, something that's jumping out at me, I'm going to look at the uh, Thunder laying four at home. Uh, they've been really good at home ATS. They've just been great at, you know, ATS in general, 28 and 16 uh, Pacers defense. I just don't think can slow them down. Uh, Pacers are going to be without Halliburton. SGA has been a great story averaging what 30.7 points per game. That kid can fill it up. And I know that's how I'm getting old. I start referring to <laughs> basketball players as that kid, uh, but they, they have a really young fun team. Don't play a ton of defense, but I think the Pacers they don't really either. I, they're like bottom of the league as far as road defense points per game. So I think Oklahoma city has a chance to really get out on them and, and put up a, put up a big offensive effort here. So I like them laying the floor there at home. Yep. I do like that as well. And I always love getting you on the show, Sean, you do absolutely tremendous work over at the sports gambling podcast network. Thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate it, Greg. Go birds. Yes, sir. As Sean was rocking the Philadelphia Eagles gear tonight, and it is going to be absolutely tremendous to see what we get in terms of the NBA slate on Wednesday and what we all see in terms of the NBA or in terms of the NFL this weekend as well. But coming up next, we've got to give you guys some college basketball. We've got some great action that is going to be going down for Wednesday. And 
I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick and just what I like on the card next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Salt and pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
Magazine, Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The football, excuse me, the football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate this weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance, and then the fun gets extended throughout the playoffs with our playoff first touchdown insurance. Log into BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. As it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to get Sean Green aboard. He does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And he joined me to talk a little NFL, little NBA. Going to be taking a look at these divisional round matchups all week long. Going to be interesting to see lines continue to move as well. It's been a little bit surprising to take a look at that. Bills versus Bengals game, and Bengals continue to get faded. I don't necessarily know why, but you know what? More value, that is always great. And you always get value here on VEASAN whenever you've got Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. They're coming up 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern. If you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, and if you're listening on VEASAN.com, you're getting a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience prior to that. If you're listening on Sports Map Radio, I believe that you get Cole Thompson. So we've got you guys covered with a little bit of everything here and we've got a lot of fun coming up in terms of the college basketball card as we're going to give you guys my DK Nation pick here and just try to make you guys some money on this one says conference play is heating up in college basketball and I think that this team is going to get heated up as well it is 679 680 on the betting board we had Ohio State University they're on the road they're facing off against Nebraska Nebraska opens up a four and a half point underdog we are now finding them and between a five and a half to a six point underdog and your total between 137 and 138 and a half. So a little bit of a range on the total. And my right up here is going to be on the side and it's on the side of the Ohio State University. I set them as an eight point favorite with Ohio State. They're just a better team in this ordeal. They are coming off of four straight losses. But you take a look at this Ohio State team and you're able to extend this into their last loss prior to this recent rough run as well. And all their losses have been super close, and they have been pretty darn heartbreaking. They should not have been called for that foul that ended the game against Minnesota. They got the short end of the stick in that game against North Carolina going back a little bit ago. They have been just really in a lot of these games. In their last five losses, they have had one loss where they have lost by more than one possession in regulation. Two of these losses came in overtime. They lose by seven points against Maryland. That was really their biggest blowout out of all of them, and I think that they're going to take it to a Nebraska team that Lincoln it provides a good home court advantage for them, but they're just not up to par in this game. You've got a Nebraska team that ranks 253rd in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, 321st in three-point shooting percentage, and they rank 337th in terms of free-throw shooting percentage as well. So that's relatively rough while you've got a Ohio State team that they rank 18th in the country in three-point shooting percentage, Four of the top six scores shoot at least 40% from three, including their two stud freshmen and Bruce Thornton along with Bryce Sensabaugh. And Sensabaugh, my opinion, needs to get a little bit more love nationally than what he's been getting. 16 and a half points, five boards, shooting 46% from three. Great versatility out of him. And then you've got Zed Key, who should be able to win the battle down low against Eric Walker. Both of these guys, relatively similar statistics. You both, They both give you about eight rebounds per game, about 12 and a half to 13 points per contest. But Key, I just think, is a little bit better in this spot. And just has more around him, and with Nebraska, this is certainly an improved defense from a season ago. 
pretty much because they had nowhere to go but up. They were that bad last season, but their defense looks much more improved than what it truly is just because they're playing at a slower pace. With Nebraska last year, they were 24th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. They have cranked that down to about 245th or so this season, and they're still outside the top 120 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're 122nd to be exact. Not like Ohio State is necessarily lighting the world on fire, but they're more around 80th. You still have Justice Suing, who's able to give you 12 points per game, and Sam Greisel. There was a little bit of question mark as to whether or not he was going to be able to go for Nebraska in this game. It looks like he will be good to go, and that's good for them because he's been able to provide right around 11.5 points per contest. Ships in there, five boards, four assists. So that helps out Kasai Shaminga. He's able to shoot about 38, 39% for three for this Cornhuskers team as well. But for Nebraska, we have been seeing their offense just really going downhill. It's indicative of their just poor shooting in general. And it's an Ohio State team that they do rank in the top 75 in terms of cutting off the three-point arc. So Ohio State, they're going to be able to do a solid job there. So that means that Nebraska going to need to win from within. And other than Walker, they really don't have a lot down low. And it's a Nebraska team that has been a little bit all over the place thus far this season. As for this offense, they have failed to break the 60-point plateau in three out of their last four games. So that has been relatively rough to take a look at. And the defense starting to fail them a little bit more as well, giving up at least 74 points in each of their last four games. Emmanuel Vandemel, he comes in from SMU. He's been able to give you eight and a half points per game, but he's been a little bit all over the place. And this Nebraska team in general has been a little bit all over the place. So my right up here, laying the points with Ohio State, set them as an eight-point favorite. So here, even with the line move, you still have solid value. And this is a spot where, with Nebraska, Slowing down their tempo. Ohio State, they're more around 200th in terms of total possessions per game. So they're not really playing at a breakneck pace. And got a Nebraska team that really just is not doing a good job of shooting in general. I did make this total a 134.5. So also looking at the under to go along with my write-up of laying the points with the Ohio State University. Got a very intriguing card that is coming up for Wednesday. And we got the battle for the great state of Oklahoma. This is 713, 714 on the board. Oklahoma State is a three-point favorite at the playoffs to Oklahoma. The Sooners are the underdog in this spot with a total between 127.5 and 128.5. And with Oklahoma State, I made them a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So willing to lay the three that we're seeing on them right now with Oklahoma State. They have a deal with a little bit of an injury to Musa Sise, their main big man, who's been able to give you a little bit over two blocks, nine-and-a-half rebounds per game. But we have seen Caleb Boone come in and do a great job for this team as He's come in. He's been able to give the team nine blocks in three contests without Musa Cisse. And I do think that you're going to see Bryce Thompson and Avery Anderson do a good job in the backcourt for this team as they've been able to combine for about 22 points per game. Oklahoma State as a whole, they're only shooting about 32% from three, but they were dealing with a little bit of an ailment to Caleb Asbury. He's back and fold. He's been able to shoot about 35.5% from three. And the defensive leg up, it still goes to Oklahoma State. Even with CCA out of the fold, they've given up north of 65 points in just one of the three games that they have been without them. And if you take a look at overall for the season, Oklahoma State, they rank 15th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And they've got a very nice home court advantage out there in Stillwater because in terms of just raw points allowed on a per-possession basis in their true home games, this elevates to 12th. Meanwhile, you've got an Oklahoma team that they're taking on that slow, methodical Porter Mosier style. They're in the bottom 35 in terms of possessions per game. Oklahoma State a little bit more of a mid-tempo team, but when it comes to this Oklahoma squad, you do have the Groves brothers and Tanner and Jacob Groves. They both combined to be able to give you about 19.5 points per contest, and they got different skill sets. 
Tanner Groves, seven rebounds per game, not shooting well from three. Jacob Groves, only about three boards. He shoots more around 41% from the outside. And Greg Sherfield, he's been able to shoot 44.5% from three. Three and a half assists, 17 and a half points per game. Do have to like what you're seeing out of him. But that said, it is an Oklahoma team that they're a little bit inefficient with the ball. They play super duper slow, yet they turn the ball over nearly 13 times per game. You do have Jalen Hill as they give you five and a half rebounds, nine and a half points per game. And it's a good free throw shooting team with Oklahoma. They shoot about 74% at the line, but Oklahoma State, I do feel, has a little bit more depth in this ordeal, and I do think that they're going to be able to control this game with their defense. I do feel like with this total that it's going to be interesting to see how it moves in the AM because this opened up at 127. This is hiked up to, in a lot of places to a 128, 128 and That is my buy point, or that's getting close to my buy point on the under. I set my total at 129 and a half, so you still have a very, very hair's worth of value here on the over because I do think that there's going to be a little bit of late game fouling. So I do think that that is important to take a look at. But as of right now, still do like this total over, but be cautious because this is a line that is creeping up. And when it comes to Oklahoma State, want to lay the three with them. And anything that I might have missed on this show, you've got the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. You're able to subscribe and download wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. I go through every single one of these games from the Big 12 games all the way down to things like UNC, Asheville, and Charleston Southern teams of that nature out there in the Big South. We've got you guys covered there and anything that you miss in terms of the picks that we do here, vcin.com slash picks for that for myself and everyone here at the network. And that does lead us into our pro tip for our number three here on vcin, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. And when it comes to betting on NBA futures, we were just talking about this with our great guest, Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. When it comes to looking at more of the favorites in the futures market, there's really not a lot of sense in betting on them right now. You're not going to be able to get a lot more value if you bet them here in January slash early February as opposed to taking them just before the postseason. And if you get an injury like we're seeing right now with the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, if someone like Nikolai Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo goes down, you get no value with your future and you're put in a tough spot. You're always in a good spot, though, whenever follow the money comes on. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they're going to be coming at you 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern as this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.